0: Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Healthcare Experience Matters. Our guest today is Katrina Coleman. She serves as leadership and engagement strategist with Maryland Healthcare Education Institute. And before we talk about the importance of gratitude, which is the topic for today's podcast, I'm going to ask Katrina to just give me a little background on her professional background and how she got to where we're at today.
1: Thank you, Casey. I'm honored to be here today. As Casey said, I'm Katrina Coleman. My background is in nursing. I know you can't see me, but I was the curly-haired six-year-old girl that got a nurse's kit for Christmas from her mother, and that was it. It's all I ever wanted to do. It's all I ever wanted to be was a nurse. Went into the bachelor's program knowing I wanted to be a nurse leader eventually. So I got my master's in nursing administration from the University of Maryland in Baltimore. And that was the first time I was ever <laughs> discouraged in, in healthcare, because I quickly found out that what makes you a good nurse or pharmacist or respiratory therapist, whatever your craft, your art, your discipline, what makes you good at those things doesn't necessarily translate to being a good leader. There are two different skill sets. And so I moved into leadership development. And prior to the pandemic, if you would ask me what my why, my purpose was, I would have said to grow healthcare leaders. And then during the pandemic, my why changed. My why is helping people grow in their courageous confidence. For today, it's about growing courageous confidence in displaying and receiving gratitude. And that's why I'm honored to be here today, Casey.
0: Thank you, Katrina. And we have had you on this podcast before as part of a webinar you did. And so listeners of this podcast may find you to have a familiar voice. So thank you for joining us again. How would you define
1: gratitude? Well, for Casey, for that, I look towards uh, Robert Emmons. He's a psychologist and world expert in gratitude. He defines gratitude as the ability to recognize goodness in your life, and that's due to your surroundings as well as the actions of another person or a group of people. Gratitude is the act of feeling and communicating appreciation for people, for circumstances, for material possessions in our lives. It allows us to cherish our present in ways that make us feel in abundance rather than deprived. And that's been so needed this past 18 months.
0: Katrina, do you think gratitude is infectious?
1: Oh my gosh, I know it is uh, contagious. When you're grateful, you tend to exude and share that contagious positive energy. People are drawn to smart, talented, pleasant to be around individuals. Those kindred spirits, um, they come together to do good things, and they're better for having come together. I found it in watching your words. When you What you say is usually how you act, so we need to be aware of complaining and whining and replace that with positive words. If you want your gratitude to be contagious, start with yourself. Be that change with your words. And watch as the world changes around you and the people who are drawn to you.
0: I agree. I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that something can be infectious and be a good thing. We always relate it to, of course, disease states and and that type of thing. But let's not forget there is a positive way to spread infectious, you know, that use that word. And I wanna ask a little bit about optimism. Is gratitude similar to optimism? Is it different? Can you compare and contrast those Mm -hmm. two concepts a little bit for us?
1: Absolutely. You know, the science on this is clear. Respected universities have studied um, and have shown that habits of being consciously thankful that makes people more optimistic for an extended period of time and more optimistic about their lives in general. The interesting thing is. Optimism relies on gratitude, and gratitude is refreshed by optimism. Now, optimism is relying on the future. We're looking at the hope of something better to come. In contrast, gratitude is grounded in the present. And that means gratitude can exist alongside fear, grief, anxiety, and a host of all other negative feelings. When we don't know enough about the future to be optimistic, And sometimes we find ourselves there in the moment. Gratitude allows us to find solace in the good things we have here in the now. Casey, I'm going to turn the tables. Uh, What's one thing you're grateful for today? I would say I am grateful for my wife. Nice. Good answer. Nice. What are you optimistic about for the future?
0: I am optimistic about... The Wow. Okay. Put me on the spot, but I'm ready. I'm a gamer. Mm
1: -hmm. I would
0: say I am optimistic about some things that we'd like to accomplish together. Some, not to get too personal, but some definitely like personal relationship growth things. And um, you know, maybe that would even include some point expanding into a family because as of right now, it is just me and her. Nice.
1: So that's a great example, Casey, thank you for letting me put you on the spot. But hear how that optimism for the future together's relationship and the goals that you have relies some on that gratitude and that being thankful for your wife today. and that being thankful for your wife today is refreshed by the fact that you know where you want to grow as a couple and what you'd like to do. So that in itself is a great example of how optimism and gratitude work together.
0: Wow. That is good. I really like that. I wasn't expecting, you know, you forced me to think about some things and I think that's a good exercise for anybody to do. It seems so simple, but it's like that old saying, count your blessings, you know, actually take time to think about what you're grateful for or optimistic about as you just did for me. So any other things you want to expand upon when you talk about taking the time to do things like count our blessings?
1: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Again, neuroscience has shown that when we count our blessings, think about our gratitude consciously and strategically, there are benefits emotionally, socially, career benefits, health benefits. Research has shown that gratitude, grateful people are more conscious about health, more likely to exercise, attend regular checkups. Um, The Mayo Clinic has looked into positive mindset and thinking and found that it leads to a longer lifespan, lowers our rate of stress and depression just when we count our blessings. And that means to literally think about what are the things I'm grateful for today? Maybe even write those things down. When we express and receive gratitude, um, this dopamine and serotonin are released in our brains. And those are the two crucial neurotransmitters that are responsible for our emotions. When dopamine and serotonin are released, they make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately. Um, They make us happy from the inside. And when we express and receive gratitude, they're released in our brain. The really interesting part has been neuroscience has shown that when we consistently make a habit of counting our blessings, We can create permanent, positive nature and mindset within ourselves. So counting our blessings is so important.
0: I want to ask a little bit about other ways to express gratitude. I am partial myself to the old school handwritten thank you note. I think that always is a good touch. Put it in the mail. Um, You know, we have so much digital communications. It's nice to see kind of a, a throwback handwritten note personally, I think. So what ways do you personally express gratitude and What are your thoughts on that?
1: People um, feel and express gratitude in so many different ways. And it's interesting. I have never met anybody who has ever said, I've been thanked enough. You know, like my quote is full. Everyone wants to hear the difference they make. And I too, am a big believer in the thank you notes. And I appreciate what you said about handwritten, mail them to somebody's house. They open the note, their family reads it, their friend reads it, it goes on the refrigerator, it hangs out there. There's something powerful about that. There's another really interesting gratitude exercise that I love. It's called the gratitude letter. And you think about somebody in your life, you've had more than one person, but that one person that stands out that's made a difference for you in your life and you think about the things that they've said or done, the specific things, and you write that person a letter. Now, the interesting part is you don't mail the letter. In the ideal world, you sit one-on-one with that person and you read them the letter. If distance won't allow that, you call them on the phone and read the letter. If the person has passed on, you find somebody in your tribe that you love and trust and you read the letter. That alone has been shown not just to increase gratitude, but to build our resiliency and our well being. It is really powerful to do that. I get goosebumps right now um, just thinking about the letter that I wrote. So, the thank you notes, the gratitude letters, the verbal thanks, I think the keys with it are being specific about what it is people say or do. A lot of times in healthcare, we express gratitude by giving food. Um, you'll find that leaders and other folks will provide food. And that's great. The key is to link it back to gratitude. You guys, I'm giving you this pizza party today because we had such a tough day yesterday and you really stood up to the plate with our patient care, et cetera. So whatever that expression is, being specific and thanking people for what they've said, what they've done.
0: And Of course, as we always do, I want to relate today's discussion back to The patient experience. So how do you think gratitude can impact a patient's experience?
1: Oh my gosh. Again, research has shown that giving thanks impacts everything from patient care to burnout to employee engagement. And that's even more important now than ever in this draining, high-demanding field of healthcare. Gratitude can boost the healthcare team members' satisfaction with their work. It helps them to be more empathetic to patients. It combats burnout. Gratitude is one of the drivers for a successful relationship between patients and their healthcare team members. Research has shown that if a patient perceives there's a high quality in their relationship with their healthcare team, they translate that perception of the high quality into having a thankful experience. They're thankful for that. Now, Casey, on the flip side of it, Research has also shown um, that when there are medical teams who routinely experience rudeness in a hospital or acute care setting, that can result in an immediate and direct effect on cognitive ability, reduced creativity, flexibility, and a decrease in helpfulness. And I don't want any of that for my healthcare team as they're providing care for me So fostering that culture of gratitude absolutely impacts patient experience, patient quality of care.
0: Do you think gratitude is connected to happiness?
1: Mm. Positive psychology research shows that gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improves their health helps them deal with adversity, build strong relationships. People who feel grateful to others are more likely to feel loved and cared for by their friends, family, peers. Gratitude helps us to focus on the present and appreciate what we have now rather than what we don't have and what we think we need, which leads to greater levels of happiness. It's interesting that gratitude actually blocks toxic emotions such as envy, resentment, regret, depression and all of those things destroy happiness. So absolutely they're related.
0: Do you recommend starting a journal maybe or at least maybe keeping track with some notes about what you are grateful for or, or you know putting it actually to paper what you're grateful for?
1: Oh, um, yes, absolutely. Um gratitude journals are very popular. The key with those is to be consistent and to be specific and write them down. Set aside a certain time of day where you're going to write down as specific as possible. It's important to think about depth, being specific about what it is you're grateful for versus breadth. I'd rather have three things I write down and be specific than 10 things where I just hit the surface. And think about things, silver linings in difficult times. Think about things you're grateful for in yourself. What are those qualities you appreciate in yourself? Don't forget those things when you do your gratitude journal. Um, It's also an interesting um, activity to do an exercise in gratitude called three good things. This comes from Duke University and there's even an app for it called three good things. And at the end of your workday, in your last two hours before you fall asleep, You would write down three good things that happened. You think about the why, why they're good. They're good because they're good to you. It doesn't need to be discharged our 10,000s COVID patient. It can be beautiful sunrise. Partner went to grocery store. It's good because it's good to you. Pick three things, write them down, think about why they're good. And the research from Duke University showed you only needed to do it for two weeks And the effect lasts six months. And the effects were that release of dopamine and serotonin, building those neural pathways, making positivity a more permanent mindset for you. So whatever we can do to strategically, consciously think about those good things and write them down, the more effective that is as we think about gratitude.
0: Well, this has been great stuff. This is definitely another one of those episodes where it's so dense with rich information and helpful, practical stuff. You might want to listen to it twice, three times. I really just can't thank you enough, Katrina, for for all the wisdom you've shared with us today. Any other final thoughts? Anything we missed before we wrap up?
1: I would just like to leave everyone with the thought of a grateful approach to life. It takes intention. It's a choice. And to quote Robert Emmons, Cultivating an attitude of gratitude takes regular practice. We must make the distinction between feeling grateful and being grateful. Being grateful is a choice that endures and is relatively immune from gains and losses. It gives the person a built-in psychological immune system to cushion themselves. So practice that attitude of gratitude. Thanks for this opportunity, Casey.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Katrina Coleman. She serves as leadership and engagement strategist with Maryland Healthcare Education Institute. Thank you again, Katrina, for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.